This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, August 19th, wherever and however you're connected, Wonderful to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the champion of 23 consecutive years, Jerem Jordan. I wish it was intramurals or City League something, but it is the Princeton Review, again naming BYU the stone number one stone-cold sober school in the country. Also, the number one got milk school, meaning least beer consumed. So apple beer and root beer definitely do not count because BYU would have competed hard in that one. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's raise a toast as we do every year. It's an annual tradition. The reduced fat chocolate milk, 37% less fat than whole milk, apparently, produced by Brigham. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is what we do. We always win this. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's drink some This chocolate, chocolate milk. milk's for you, BYU Sports Nation. This is always great radio. Are you ready for it? Delicious. 23 years in a row. It's a champion of something. And I just want to keep drinking the chocolate milk because it tastes oh, I delicious. couldn't do it in one. I tried. <laughs> the pint challenge from Jerem Jordan, and he has finished the chocolate milk. Done. Recycle, man. Come on. We will later. Okay. It's all good. A championship show lineup greets you. <sighs> Along with that chocolate milk today, five games on the schedule for BYU football. What's the chance BYU wins all five of the current matchups? Hey, BYU football ranked 40th in the CBS Sports preseason poll. 40, think, yeah, okay. Well, then you consider the number of teams that are playing. We'll get into that. Plus, our BYU football all-access one-on-one interview with junior receiver Gunnar Romney and BYU basketball Moving on up in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. Here are today's BYU Sports Station headlines. BYU announces the previously reported game at Army on September 19th, 3.30 Eastern on CBS with a return game in November of 2032. So it's now official. That is an excellent game as we talked about. Mickey Stadium, it's going to be fun. That's game two on the schedule. More on the breakdown of all five now, but I love it. I love that BYU is going to play Navy and Army the first two games of the year at this point. Perhaps September 12th, they'll throw a game in there. But BYU can defend in a similar way. And this does come with a return game to Provo in 2032, which means there are six-year-olds out there today who will play in that game for BYU. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. And there's now two games in 2032 scheduled, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Those two games scheduled in 2032 mean that one-sixth of the schedule is now set. <laughs> yeah. More, more on uh, Army coming up. It's Army and Boise State. Brother. It took 12 days to put together a couple of games in 2020, and uh, we're 12 years out to put together a couple of games for yeah. 2032. I still wonder why, why that is. It's just that everyone does it. Like, why have it's the trend. There's only so many openings, but, like, Army's independent, so it's not like they're scratching for games. I can't wait to take my grandkids to that game against Army in 2032. Wow. I, I better not have a grandkid in that one. We're approaching that, uh, <laughs> that territory. If I, if I do, there's an issue. <laughs> Benna. BYU football in the midst of week three in 2020 football camp and have under three weeks to prepare for 
That season opener in Annapolis at Navy, head coach Kalani Satake says every position other than those held by Matt Bushman and Kairos Tonga are essentially up for grabs. After so much offensive dominance in camp, is that defense finally starting to come around, coach? They responded really well defensively yesterday uh, to, to what, you know, to basically I think they had one of the better days yesterday. And, um, and it was a long practice. They did pretty good today. And it's, it's, a, it's a good back and forth right now. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we go live again on Thursday. Yeah, and we're going to go live on Thursday as well on BYU Sports Nation. We'll, we'll be here. Yeah, <laughs> I wish, I wish we were at practice. But, uh, yeah, maybe one day. BYU's ranked number 40 in uh, CBS Sports preseason FBS rankings, as mentioned, among the 76 teams who are playing this fall. Navy's number 31, Army 55, Troy 61, and Houston 35. North Alabama's FCS, they are not on the list. We will discuss what we think of this coming up. The NBA continues plans for a virtual draft combine. It will take place at regional sites throughout September, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Formal plans could be completed and shared with teams sometime in the next week. The current proposal, listen to this, includes team doctors administering physicals at local hospitals and league officials recording body measurables and putting players through physical testing at the team facilities. By the way, there's still no final decision on location or format for the scheduled draft on October 16th. It's just a very strange time. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, BYU's got five football games officially on the 2020 BYU football schedule. Navy, Army to open things up. The Cougars also have a date with Troy to open up the home schedule. Houston and North Alabama. Jerem, how would you assess the five games currently on the BYU football schedule? So far, so good. I'm hoping for a a Power 5 on there, but we'll see if BYU gets one. It appears that the Big 12's pretty much full. ACC's pretty much full, too. So I don't know if we'll see one on there. I'm hoping for one. AAC, let's go, baby. I want more AAC, but I like it. Navy, Army, Troy, Houston, North Alabama. So two on the road to start, and then three home games so far. We expect more games. By the way, Dave McCann tweeted that BYU's trying to put together a 12-game schedule with six home games. So a typical schedule. So this could be just the tip of the iceberg. It is August 19th. We need these quickly. I think in the next week and a half, we're going to have, if there are 12, the remaining seven. I'd be shocked if it went past that. But uh, we'll, we'll see what we get. I think those are all winnable games. I think there's two teams that are, on paper, better than BYU in Navy and Houston. Houston's an interesting one because they went 4-8, and eight, but they do have talent. They didn't have a good you know, first year under Daniel Holgerson. We'll see if they're better. I think they'll be better, but it's like, are they like 8-4 and four better or are they like 6-6 six and six better? So that could be an interesting game. I'm excited though because I think those are all all winnable games. I, I see BYU going like four and one in those, if not five and zero. Oh. Um, I, I think it's not ambitious to think that four and one could happen. Yesterday we were talking about the best game on BYU's schedule. Is it there or will it be coming? And looking at those CBS Sports rankings, I thought, man, is BYU going to get a better team Somebody in there? than number thirty-one Navy or number thirty-five Houston? Yeah, Cincinnati. Tom, Cincinnati. That's, man, the that's AAC. The Let's go. Uh, we'll see. Uh, one thing that jumps off the page to me is, is that I feel like September schedule might be set. Like if BYU, Those three games, yeah, because oh, you're you're playing yeah. on a Monday night on September seventh, 
And then 12 days later on CBS national television, because the SEC doesn't start until September 26th. So BYU is benefiting from Army's contract with CBS and playing in front of another huge audience. And then BYU has their right now scheduled home opener against Troy on September 26th. If BYU opts for a bye on September 12th, I have zero issue with that. See how it goes against Navy. You got to travel a long way, and then you're going to have, by the time you get back, back, you know, eight days to prepare, and then you got to fly back to the East Coast. Here's why BYU should not play a game that day, although that's probably the only opportunity to play a Power Five potentially, right? September 12th. would be that day. So it's, it's weighing that. I would say, right now, I would say don't play Power Five then. No Power Fives on the schedule. That would be fine because. You won't have to adjust the defensive game plan a ton, right? Yes, there will be nuances with a different team, but it's going to be a similar approach defensively, tactically, philosophically, in how you defend that. And you have game film against Navy that will help you against Army. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. I would say don't play. And it's a short week, and it's East Coast. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Don't, I don't want BYU to play a game on September 12th now. Uh, if they happen to feel like they need one, Play a cupcake at home where you can play the twos and threes. Like, play an FCS team that wants to play you, right? Um, but if not, a bye would be fine. I am 100% okay if BYU opts to take a break after the physical toll of playing Navy to get ready for another physical battle on the road on the East Coast at Mikey Stadium against Army. And let's assess this. BYU is going to play two of its most viewed games in Independence to start the year. I love so it. So th- there's not only a hunger during the pandemic for football, but it's ESPN on Monday Night Football, and it's CBS, which, when was the last CBS game? Was it the Cotton Bowl? In 1997. The, January the 1st, 97. Was that the last time BYU played on CBS that, nationally? That is a huge game. Huge for TV again. So th- this is awesome. And it's not on ESPN, but CBS is legit. Like playing Notre Dame on NBC and or someone else on ABC National. Like, these are the biggest possible TV games BYU could line up. Obviously, opponent will help with that. But I'm excited about that opportunity because it is a staple of the program is let's play important games on national TV. There's no more bigger national than ESPN, CBS. That's fantastic. The Lone Rangers of the West are taking... <laughs> the Black Knights versus the Lone Rangers. Yeah, every opportunity to be seen <laughs> by a nationwide audience. Okay, topic two, CBS Sports ranks BYU football. Number 40 on its list of 76 FBS programs who are playing. Is that a 76? Are you surprised BYU's in the lower half? No, and I'm not reading too much into it. Two entire Power 5 conferences are out of this thing. And the Mountain West has some pretty reputable programs as well with Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State. Didn't that mean that BYU would be higher? Well, what I'm saying is I feel like where BYU was going into the season with 130 FBS teams, they were just below half. I think BYU was right around 68 or or 70, something like that. So this falls right in line with that if you're looking at the percentages. BYU being number 40 out of 76 teams is essentially the same thing as being 68 or 70 out of 130. So I'm not surprised that BYU is down at 40. I will be surprised if BYU doesn't finish at least 10 spots higher than 40 by the end of the season. Jeremy, it's time. They are long overdue to take the talent and the experience they have and overachieve consistently. Well, well, especially with this schedule, right? Consistently. BYU's finally not going to play a ton of Power Fives. In fact, they might not play one. We'll see. Um, So then we'll see, okay, if BYU played in a group of five 
league, kind of what would that be like, right? Um, again, it, we haven't had this in 10 years. couple thoughts. So we expect BYU to be an 8 or 9 win type of team this year, right? Do you agree win with percentage. That? Win you, 70% of your games. Do you agree with that idea? Yeah. Is 8 or 9 in out of 12 type of team. 7 and 6, not good enough in literally any season unless you go 4 and 9 and then you rebuild with plus 3 or something, right? BYU should be an 8 or 9 win type team with the experience they have. You typically play a lot of juniors and seniors anyways. That's not the thing to look at. It's that those guys have been playing already as opposed to I'm a backup, now I'm a starter. I think that's important. Also, BYU is 40th out of 76, and it's inconvenient, so we will dismiss it. We're not going, oh, this is a big deal, because it's inconvenient. So we'll just go, well... It's not a thing that we'll care about. Like, if it's overly positive, we'll be like, hey, this is awesome. But if it's overly negative, we will dismiss it because it's not convenient. The reality is that's where BYU fits in college football. Like, that's what they've earned the last three years. But they can earn something different. They can make a new course, as you said, a new version of BYU football. Year five with Kalani Satake. It's a pandemic year. BYU's way more prepared than most programs, given how they've prepared this summer, been in, putting in work, experience. They have guys, continuity on the coaching staff. BYU literally didn't lose a single coach, I think, in the offseason, right? A.J. Stewart to Arizona. Great Besi- offensive line. Besides that. Quarterback depth. Why shouldn't BYU be a top 30 program? In fact, I would argue if they aren't, something happened. Something went awry. It's time. There was a catcher in the rye. Let's go. BYU needs to be in the top 30 because they've got the experience. And so 40 right now, it's like, okay, it's preseason. We're pretty good at being excited about preseason stuff here, which is uh, you know pretty fruitless, but we have, what, nine months of offseason, so whatever. Yeah, it's time for BYU to take a step forward. And this is a metric that we can remember and note at the end of the year. Go, okay, did they climb the 10 spots we were talking about. And it's all going to be weird. It's going to be like baseball where not everyone played the same amount of games, and so it's going to be win percentage-ish. There's going to be a massive asterisk next to the season anyway. But let's remember that BYU has a chance here with no Power Fives on the schedule to do something. If they end up actually playing 12 games, I would be like, okay, they need to win at least nine. If there's no Power Fives, if there's no Power Fives, there should be at least nine. The schedule is not too hard in 2020. <laughs> then it's not too hard. I need that shirt. It's Where's, not too hard, yes. The schedule is good. Go make that shirt right I, now. I don't want to not play any Power Fives, though, by the way. I want two or three on the schedule. I know you do, yeah. 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 That's not going to happen this right. year. I mean, like, in the schedule conversation with me, people think, oh, you don't want any? It's like, no, no, no. I don't want five. And I don't want to play three in a row in September on the road. That's what I don't want. I want. Well, it took a pandemic, but here we are. <sighs> Navy, Army, Troy, Houston, and North Alabama thus far. We'll see what the AAC Sunbelt Conference Come USA on, Cincy! Come on, Bearcats! has lined up um, and go from there. But right, I mean, right Seven now. Seven more in the next week and a half? Is that what we really think? I think legit, logistically, five more Re- would be great. Five more would be great. I don't need 12. I, need, I want 10. I want 12. I want 10 scheduled. Logistically speaking, five and maybe there's a game that's announced in november that happens once the season has started like i don't know right that could, that could, that could still that happen could happen just because it takes time and yeah. contracts have to no, be discussed can you said it took like 24 <laughs> hours what? right everything should be that simple <laughs> everything should be that simple oh, but uh i think BYU has a real chance to do something really nice this year and i jeremy i think they should be a top 30 team they're good enough to be a top 30 team hey someone that has the quest for perfection shirt mail it to BYU broadcasting 
We'll put it on the set. Go four and one. Let's go. Go four and one. No, five and zero. Oh. Quest for perfection. Okay, fine. Quest for perfection with the five games. It didn't work out in 08. You... Our 10-win season, though. Question of the day. What is the chance BYU goes 5-0 and yeah. against the five teams currently on the schedule? And why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Coronado Zach answers on Twitter. Better chance than the first schedule. <laughs> when BYU played four Power Fives three on the road in September. Yeah, I agree. And we're all saying, hey, go two and two. That'd be great. Two and two would be neato. Yeah. At LJ Pearson, one answers on Twitter. A very good chance for at least four wins, yeah. but there's also the Cougar curse. Get out of here. BYU seems to shoot themselves in the foot during at least one game. That Listen, has been every, something. Like, everybody does this. Even Clemson, Alabama at times. You know what I mean? Come on. There's no USC, no Tennessee, no Utah, no Arizona State, no Michigan State on the schedule. So, Jerem, because it's 2020, BYU has every reason to be excited about every game that they play. There's no such thing as, like, a lull after a big win because they're, they're trying so hard to just – relish the fact that they're getting to play football. Right. Still need to win, though. Win those games. Still need to win. Coming up, we hit the 90s in Best to Wear It. And Jerem speaks with a guy who has no issue with being the go-to receiver this season, the junior, Gunnar Romney, up next, one-on-one all-access on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Latest episode of After Further Review with Dave McCann, Blaine Fallon, David Nixon explores the quarterback situation. It's on demand right now on the BYU TV app. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. BYU football lost a ton of production at the receiver position following the 2019 season. But that doesn't mean expectations aren't high. They're high every year, especially for the likes of a man who sat out last year, the returning Neil Pau, or my vote for the most underappreciated offensive star on the BYU team, Dax Milne, and the man who Jerem spoke with yesterday. That's right. Out of high school, Gunnar Romney was a guy who had hype equaling Austin Colley coming out of high school, and now Gunnar's looking to make a jump this year. Three... Uh, Seniors graduated. There's some space there for him to occupy that. Here's my conversation with Gunnar Romney on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. All right, first things first, tell us about the haircut. When did this happen? Man, you know, I, I sort of played around with my hair over the, over the whole quarantine. I tried the perm thing, tried the bleach thing. I tried growing it out. But, you know, it's business time. It's football time, so I had to shave it. You know, it feels good under the helmet. It's freeing, so I'm ready to go. Listen, I know from five years ago when I shaved my head on the show, so I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It is freeing. So it feels good in the helmet then. I, I've never thought about the uh, hair culture with the helmet, right? Some guys love it long and underneath. Obviously, at BYU, there's a certain hair standard, but you like how it feels in the helmet then? Yeah, so, you know, when I was practicing for the first couple of days, it was getting in my eyes, and I don't really like wearing a headband too much. So, you know, it really just sent me. So I told my brother, I was like, hey, you got some clippers? Went and shaved it for me, so – doesn't look bad, so hit him up for a haircut if you want one. So Baylor did this. He did. Okay, you'll find out if it's good later, by the way, because yeah, it'll grow. I mean, it looks get... good right now, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see that how it is. That looks nice. Let's hope it uh, stays up. Tell us about the helmets that you're using. We saw these debuted last week. Mm. Obviously, uh, we're in a pandemic, and you're trying to cover, you know, the bottom of the face mask. Tell it how it feels, how it's different. Yeah, so you know, we're we're trying our best to stay safe and 
trying our best to to limit the contact that we have. So for the first couple of days, we tried wearing, you know, the masks, actually these things, the, the gators, they call them under our helmets. And, you know, it, it was, it was a little hard to breathe. It got a little hot. And so they, they put these plastic uh, face shields over our face mask, just the bottom half of it, just to cover, you know, to try to limit what we're, how much we're actually in contact with each other. But, you know, actually it doesn't really affect us too much. I, I thought initially it was going to be hard to, you know, catch low balls or something with that thing right there uh, impairing my vision, but it hasn't been too much of a factor and it's, it's not really hot in there, you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty good so far. And, you know, not a lot of people, no one's gotten sick so far out here. So I think it's, it's doing good. That's great news. You're two weeks into fall camp. Tell us how things are going for you. Um, so for me personally, I, you know, started out kind of slow with fall camp, had a little soft tissue injury again, uh, just kind of kept, kept out for the first two weeks, but Starting end of last week, I got a couple reps. You know, this week I'm going full go again, and it feels really good to be back there full speed. I feel healthy, feel feel confident, and I'm ready to go. What was it? A hamstring? Because you had a hamstring issue what freshman year, or was that? Last yeah, year? It, was, it was my hamstring again, and luckily this time I caught it before it was it was bad at all. So it was just sort of precaution thing, you know, get it out rehab, get it loose. Um, so I'm thankful for the training staff here that that helped me through that. But you know, I'm feeling fast now, ready to go. We saw that speed on display in a couple of highlights. Granted, you know, there's only so many highlights you can get in, but a couple of touchdown catches, I think, in the highlights put out. How, how are you feeling in fall camp in terms of your production and your ability to get down the field? Yeah, you know, like I said, I've only had a, a limited amount of reps starting last week, but, you know, the reps that I have got, I feel like I've made the most of, and I feel like, you know, I've, I've taken a huge step already this year from, from where I was at last year and where I was even at the beginning of a couple of days of spring ball. And so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling ready to go. I'm feeling confident for the season, and I'm looking forward to, you know, burning some DBs. That is the hope, right? Burn some DBs. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to hold you to that one. I love it. Um, let's talk about where, how you've evolved now that you're a junior. I can't believe it's been two years already, right? You're an upperclassman. Mm-hmm. You're one of the leaders in this group. How have you seen yourself evolve as a player and a leader? Yeah, you know, for me personally, I think the biggest thing that's changed is my confidence. Um, you know, I've I've played at this level now, and I, I understand what it takes to to succeed at this level now. And so, I just the, all the off season work that I've put in to get bigger, faster, stronger, it's really helped me know that that you know I can compete, I can I can impose my will this year. And so, really, just the the knowledge that I've gotten, being able to play a lot faster, being able to you know process things on the field a lot faster with the speed of the game at the college level. And so overall, I feel like that's the number one thing is just being able to play fast and play confident. And, you know, as a receiver, that's, that's, the, that's the main thing, being able to, to, you know, just go out there and ball out and not worry about anything. Last year, there were three seniors, obviously, in Talent, Shumway, and Aleva Hifo and Micah Simon, where you could kind of be the number four or five receiver, right? Um, you're hoping to be your best self and break into that. But this year, do you feel positive pressure to be a number one receiver? Yeah, most definitely. You know, those dudes were great mentors. They, they really showed us, uh, you know, they, they really took me under their wing. And so now that they're gone, I feel like I have, I have some big shoes to fill. But it's, it's exciting, you know. I just see it as a positive opportunity to go out and really show what I can do. And, you know, some of the other guys that have been here for a while, too, they feel the same way. So I think the receiving core all around this year is, is going to be really good. You know, we have a lot of talent. We have some experience coming back. And so I think, you know, for me personally and for those other guys, we see it as, as a big opportunity to go out and be one of the best receiving cores in the country. 
Let's talk about the other two who appear to be in kind of the top three with you. Uh, Dax Milne, of course, has been with you the last two years. And then Neil Powell back. I think people forget that Neil's on the team and that he's going to be a, a baller. Tell us about the production of those two guys with you. Yeah, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you know, they were getting the majority of the reps because I, I wasn't here. But they've done a great job so far. You know, they've been, they've been tearing it up out here. You know, like you said, a lot of people forget about Neil, but he's looking, he's looking really good. He's one of the most smooth players I've ever seen. Just super fluid in all of his breaks and, you know, just has a super good feel for the defense and the DBs. And he can really just sort of create separation in the middle where there's not a lot of, a lot of space. Oh, whoops. And then, uh, you know, Dax Millen, he's, he's Dax. He, you know, he's just super quick, super shifty. You know, not a lot of people can hang with him in one-on-one -on -one coverage. And so he's been doing his thing too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be fun this year. We have a lot of, you know, we all have different sort of playing styles. And so I think it's going to be, it's going to be hard for DBs to, and defenses to sort of game plan just because of how different we all are and how, how we can, you know, create our own matchups. So it's going to be fun this year. Chris Jackson's an intriguing guy for me because he has a compelling off the field story. The fact that he's at BYU is pretty wild given kind of where he came from and got an injury and wasn't as heavily recruited as maybe he probably could have been without it. But here he is at BYU now. To tell people about his game because he seems like a speedster, like a, a burner that BYU can use. Yeah, one thing I love about Chris is his competitive fire. You know, he comes out there not shying away from everybody. And, you know, he's coming out there super aggressive, trying to, you know, trying to get in DV's heads a little bit, and he does. He's a, he's, a, he's a burner for sure. He can take the top off the defense, but he's also a really good route runner. And so I'm excited for him to work his way into the rotation this year as well, and he's going to create some matchup problems too. So he's, a, he's one to look out for for sure. Who, who else sticks out? Who else is making plays and uh, catching your attention as a fellow receiver? Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of, lot of playmakers step up this year, I think. You know, Cody Epps is one freshman that's come in, and he's really done his thing early. He's a great route runner, can create a lot of space. And then people like, you know, Keanu Hill, who's, who's he's, he's set out a couple of days because of, you know, a little injury, but he'll be back soon. He's a, he's a mismatch. You know, he's a big body, can, can catch the ball anywhere, you know, do pretty much anything. But there's a lot of other guys that are, that are stepping up too, just all around our receiving core is looking really good. So I'm really excited for it. We're talking with Gunnar Romney, junior receiver on the BYU football team. Are you a better player than your uncle Matt Allen was right now? You know, I don't really want to. I don't really want to say anything in my close life in the family. Um, you know, I'll just I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. Listen, so, I'll be honest. I feel like you have a little bit of work to do to beat Matt, but I feel like if you have a great junior and senior year, you're right there, man. Matt was yeah, pretty. Yeah, you know, cool. it's it's cool funny. Every every time I see him, you know, he's always challenging me to a race or to one on ones or telling me he can cover me or something. Still, so you know, I I just got to let you guys see the film then, and so we can uh, we can decide from there. That was good, dude. It was good. Okay, let's talk about uh, your brother, Baylor. So, obviously, he's one of three guys getting a lot of reps right now. And quarterback coach Aaron Roderick said, yeah, we're splitting the reps evenly with those three, which is pretty cool considering you have three dudes who have started multiple games and one, it could easily just be one guy's opportunity, but it's three. So, how is that going from your perspective? And how is it being the brother of one of those three actually receiving the ball? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool because all three of them have played games and all three of them have proven that they can win games. And so there's really not a wrong decision when you're, when you're making the decision. So it's, it's going to be very hard for the coaches because every single one of them has been tearing it up. And, you know, when it comes to the Baylor thing, uh, you know, I, I have to be selfish when it comes to this because I just want the best quarterback on the field. You know, I, I love him uh, off the field, but, you know, 
if, if he is the best quarterback, then I'm, I'm super happy for it. But, you know, if, if, if it goes another way, then I got to go with it. And I'm, I'm excited for whichever of those three it is. But they've all been doing extremely well this fall camp, and they've all been splitting reps, and they've been getting after it. I think in that room they do a really good job of, you know, being competitive, but at the same time helping each other out and making each other better. And so it's really good. If I asked you a question about all three, would you and, – and I had you pick one. Would you always say Baylor or are you the kind of brother that wouldn't pick your brother sometime just to, just to rub him the wrong way because that's the relationship? I don't know. I'm going to be honest no matter what. You know, our relationship is we're, – we're open and honest. You know, if I'm, if I'm messing up, he's going to tell me. So if he's messing up, I'm going to tell him too. So that's, okay. that's just how we are. Okay, highest release of the three. Um, yeah, I got to go with Baylor on that it's one. way high, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the picture. His – his arm is like straight up extended on that one. So I joked that, uh, you know, Hey, top 15 in the country in high release PFF, probably like when, when did he learn how to throw like that? Because it is uniquely high. Yeah. I think that's just been his natural throwing le- release ever since he was younger. You know, I, I don't know where he got the genes for that. Cause my throwing release, I look like I'm sidearming it or shot putting <laughs> it. It's, it's awful. You don't want to see me throw the ball, but yeah, he's, he's just always been like that just with the mechanics that like that. So no trick plays to where you throw a pass. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to let anything. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you guys. Can't can't surprise it. But you're, we'll see you what know happens. Micah, you know, Micah Simon throwing the ball. We'll see what happens. You know, <laughs> I, I might. I might be practicing a little bit. Today, Tyler Algier said his running style is like. I think he was asked to describe his running style. He said Marshawn Lynch. That's a, that's mm. that's a good one. I'm a Seahawks guy. Uh, do, do you agree with that assessment of Tyler? I, I actually running back. Yeah, so he's he's a he's a powerful runner. It's going to be really hard for someone to take him down one on one just because how strong he is. But at the same time, he's he's shifty too. So I think Marshawn Lynch is a great comparison because you know he he can run it up the middle and and you know power his way down as much as he wants. But if he's in the open field, he might be able to get away from some people too. So I think that's really good at comparison. Okay, let's finish with this. Uh, we're under three weeks from BYU and Navy. We're, we're approaching mm-hmm. that. Uh, how are your feelings as, you know, we fought through uh, spring and summer of uncertainty, but we are close to an actual football game. Man, I'm so excited. I just, I just want to play some football no matter where it's at, no matter who we're playing. Uh, like I, I said earlier, um, we, could, we could line it up, you know, in a parking lot against the – against, you know, a YMCA team, and I'd be happy to play. So, you know, the fact that we're playing Navy on national television, I think it's one of the first games in college football, if not the first um, as of right now. So it's going to be an awesome stage to play at, and so I'm really looking forward to it. It's getting me really hyped. going to be a special day for sure, given all the circumstances, who you're playing, where you're playing, when you're playing. It's basically Monday Night Football the week before the NFL starts, which is pretty cool. So, well, that'll do it. Uh, Gunnar, we appreciate the time, and enjoy the extra five minutes you have every morning in the shower. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Matt Allen's nephew on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Listen, uh, I, I love Matt Allen. He was a receiver when we were in school and on some very successful BYU teams. But yeah, Gunner has a chance to be a really, really good player. Like I said, coming out of high school, four-star Arizona, we thought Austin Collie type. We are hoping to see that this and next year in his upperclassmen years. We expect a lot of freshmen and sophomores a lot. When they really get to junior and senior, that's when you can really judge someone on whether they were really good or not, in my opinion. I like the wide receiver core, albeit they're kind of under the radar because BYU lost so much senior production. They should be. 
they have to do something right. to get on the radar, right? But I, I think Gunner is the leader in that category. He's the guy. Neil Pau, Dax Milne, there's your top three, man. Let's go. Coming up, fall camp rash assumptions with a quarterback focus. Plus the final countdown in our best to where it is on. We're into the 90s and doing so with a legacy family at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. 90s fashion? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. For Cougar Sport game highlights, interviews, archive content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. He is Jeremiah Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Okay, BYU announces a road and home game with Army and Army, not to be confused with a home and home game. September 19th in West Point. And in Provo in 2032, what will you be doing in 2032? Mowing my lawn with dark socks pulled up to my knees, Jerem. And listening <laughs> and new to balance. the game on my headphones. No, I kid. I'll, new balance hopefully I'll be at the game in 2032. My question is, will a grandchild be there to watch BYU play Army? You could have one. How Jacks against? Jacks is nine. 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 So technically, it'd still Brit- be fast. Brittany actually told me just to ask you how old he was on there. Just see if he just turned nine. Just he just turned nine. So I'm hoping that there isn't, but there could be. There could be. Twenty-one. That'd be uh, that'd be fast. Uh, what am I going to be doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ho- hopefully, there's. Hopefully, Venna's in the rock. Hopefully, I'll be interacting with her. Like, hey, what's up? Um, yeah. W- we've just come out of the pandemic, and it will be a very exciting time. <laughs> BYU football ranked 40th in the CBS Sports poll of all 76 teams still playing college football. BYU basketball will see that, Jeremy, and raise a first four-out designation by Joe Lenardi in his latest bracketology. Which of those is a bigger deal? The first four. Lenardi finally caught up to our thoughts on this potluck of a team, which is like, all right, I'm just going to grab these people from all over the place, and I'm going to make this work as opposed to the kind of homegrown. Neither is the better option. It's just how successful you can be. So I say Lenardi. Yeah, it's a bigger deal to be in Lenardi's bracket because there are 353 college basketball teams. None of those have declared that they are canceling the season. If BYU is first four out, Lenardi thinks that the Cougars are essentially a top 50 team. That's a bigger deal just based on the, the mathematics of it. Okay, North, Al- North Alabama AD Mark Linder told the media the Lions will play all three of their non-conference games, including BYU, on November 21st. Will that game be played? Yes, I think North Alabama really wants to visit Provo, and they're really hoping that BYU can still give them a stipend. So I think they're open, and the teams in the Big South Conference are open to continuing on as long as possible. I hope that game's played. I hope that COVID doesn't ravage anything and that we can play every game. That'd be great. The numbers in Utah look promising. It's August 19th. We're talking about three months from now. Hopefully it's still good. The NBA is working on plans for a virtual draft combine held at regional areas yet to be determined. Jerem, does a virtual combine process help or hurt a guy like Yoli Childs and his chances? I don't know that anything can hurt his chances, really, but I do think that if Yoli Childs is in person, he's a very impressive individual, not only in his uh, you know conversation with you. He's very smart, very well thought. He listens well, but also physically, I think he could have impressed a little more if he was in person. His maturity helps him a lot in a strange situation like this. And I wonder how many guys are thinking about maybe holding back and maybe staying back and, and not pushing forward until things can get back to normal. So maybe just the ben, sheer you numbers. Do homework, and they aren't doing it anyway. Maybe just the sheer numbers. At I other think, schools. I don't think there are going to be as many players that 
want to get into this mix, especially maybe coming from Europe, where they're like, "No, no, mix of making money." I'll try and I'll try and make the NBA next year when COVID's not happening or hopefully not happening. So I think maybe in a weird way this could help a guy who's mature like Yoli. Okay, and last one, coaches on bikes. We didn't see a post this morning, so I'm wondering if there's an issue here, and if Chris Wilcox predicted the end of coaches on bikes. Hmm. Uh, I don't really see G riding like miles and miles on the bike. G being Coach Junior Gifford. Did the streak end at 17? Apparently, unless they uh, have yet to post it, were there some uploading problems this morning from Preston Hadley and Gennaro Guilford? We didn't, kind of we didn't see one. Need, we're on pins and needles waiting for it's, this. It's thing. a segment on the show. That's content we need, brethren. The streak right now at 17. They have uh, a little over 12 hours to submit it before the day is over to keep the streak alive. We checked the gram. We checked uh, <laughs> Twitter. We didn't see it. Preston, Gennaro, where, where is it? Take what a happened? night bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> They just go home. They're gonna, maybe they'll post when they go home. Yeah. They get picked up, but they don't tell anybody. Something. Oh, well, I mean, Gennaro's got kids, so maybe it was school starting back up. Oh, maybe. He had to drop his kids off, so, so the bike ride had to wait until later in the day. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Drama, jeez. Okay, now for today's best to wear it. The count up to 99 continues. One or two numbers each show recently, and we're determining... Who are the best athletes to wear each number at BYU? And we're into the 90s. Number 90 and 91 today. Number 90, best to wear at Bronson Kafusi, 2012 to 2015. Defensive lineman, played linebacker for a year. Uh, tallest linebacker you ever saw, right? Too tall Jones, maybe, if he had played linebacker. Oh, look, uh, the B-roll is against Cincinnati. Interesting. I like that. 167 tackles, 26 and a half sacks, fourth all-time at BYU. Two picks, three fumble recoveries, fourth all-time in sacks. At uh, Brigham, as mentioned, blocked several kicks, by the way. Oh, man, he was good at that. Uh, 2015 MVP honors from BYU football. Bronson Fusi with the Jets right now, trying to make his way into the NFL still. As is his brother, Corbin. And Harvey Longy. They're all hanging out in New York. They're all hanging out in New York. Honorable mention, Lenny Gomes, 89-93 to all-conference player for three seasons in the WAC. But he's mostly known for a quote about Utah. (laughs) Quote, all those Utes think that's all there is to life after a BYU loss. But when I'm making fifty to 60000 a year, they'll be pumping my gas. They're low-class losers. Max Hall agrees. Uh, we found out that Lenny, now goes by Gregory, moved to West Virginia where he says, that way nobody could find me. I don't want those Utes, Ute fans to be able to track me down. Lenny Gomes. There w- Wait, when did he say that? Because was there a curse? It was like 93 or 94, wasn't it? Isn't that when it was? So did yeah, you- yeah, it was probably 93. So did Utah win like three or four in a row after he said that? They won 94, they won 95, they won 97, they won 99, they won... It's interesting. Oh, two. I don't think there's a curse of Gomes. Three, four. <laughs> Very interesting. 11, 12, 13, <laughs> 12, 15, 16. Plug your ears, BYU fans. At number 91, the best to wear it, Ross Varner. Going back to the mid to late 70s, 1974 to 1978, here's a guy that had 14 career sacks, 10 forced fumbles. That's a ton. 92 tackles in 1978 alone. He had six of those forced fumbles that season. 78 was 
another fantastic BYU season. First team all whack. Tangerine Bowl. Varner, you betcha. Tangerine Bowl. That was the second bowl of BYU. Uh, no, that was no, that was 76. 76. 78, BYU played. Uh, Freedom they played, Bowl? No. They played Navy in the first ever holiday bowl. Holiday Bowl. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was a successful year. Conference champs, though, if they played in the holiday Has bowl. the Tangerine Bowl turned into something else? Probably. I wonder what that is. Is it like the Capital One Bowl or something? I would something? love if it turned into the Orange Bowl, because that would make fruit sense. <laughs> Coming up, what chance does ESPN give BYU of winning at Navy? And which quarterback looks the best in camp? We're going to tell you based on some rash assumptions. Like their hairdo? Like their face? It's whatever you want it to be. Just make it rash. This is BYU Sports Nation. Okay, then. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football's Kalani Satake returns Tuesday, September 1st, 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV's app as Coach Greg Bell gets ready for BYU at Navy, September 1st on the BYU TV Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. It is time for Fall Camp Rash Assumptions, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. There's a twist to today's rash assumptions. Jeremy and I purposely have not watched any of these highlights. We have very limited information, and so it will truly, in the moment, be a rash assumption based on a highlight from Fall Camp. Let's go number one. All I know is that Zach Wilson is involved, as is one of the BYU tight ends, Isaac Rex, Jerem. So, Isaac, Isaac Rex, number two tight end. This is in the uh, indoor practice zone. Okay. okay. An out route to Rex. High throw. Rex is 6'6", goes up behind him a little bit. Jerem, rash assumption. Isaac Rex is the next Matt Bushman. Oh, I I agree. He's the heir apparent right now. I, that's a loaded room, but Isaac Rex is good. Son of uh, Byron. A little history there, right? Okay, next up. Baylor Romney to Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson, JC transfer, burner, speed guy. We talked about it with Gunner. Baylor Romney battling for the number two spot at quarterback. That's all we know. Okay. Oh, for, oh, look, oh. look at the stop on a dime from Chris Jackson. Okay, okay. Uh, rash assumption, Chris Jackson is the truth. He is the fastest guy on the team. Rash like, assumption. Like, like quick, the quickness, the speed. Oh. I haven't seen a move like that since Margin Hooks, Jerem. Oh, my gosh. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Since Margin Hooks? We're going back like 20 years? Holy shaking. Wow. All right, number three. Baylor Romney still at it. Maybe we need to make a rash assumption about this guy. This time, Keanu Hill is involved. I like Keanu Hill. I want Keanu Hill to be good. I've been. Oh, deep ball. It's a bomb. Okay, oh, nice Keanu catch. Hill. In traffic. Keanu Hill, best hands on the team, rash assumption, based on one clip. Uh, rash assumption, Baylor Romney throws the best deep ball of any oh, BYU quarterback. I like it. Zach Wilson is offended. Uh, that looks like <laughs> Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson throws a rainbow. Uh, rash assumption, whoever shot this, Brandon Spain. Amazing excellent job. Excellent cameraman. Amazing job. I already know that, though. Not rash. <laughs> Keep this thing going. Okay, uh, next up, Zach Wilson and Neil Powell. Zach getting dogged on in the rash assumption by Spencer a moment ago about best ball. Let's see never what do that. Let's see what he delivers to Neil Powell, who's back, baby. Oh, a strike Ooh. over the middle. That's a chain mover. That's a chain mover. Okay, rash assumption. Zach Wilson has the strongest arm of any BYU oh, quarterback. Oh, look at you trying to backpedal, back. backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> you, you and, and b baby. <laughs> rash assumption, Neil Powell 
best hands among the receivers because we know who has the best hands on the team. That's Honey Hands Matt Bush. Mm-hmm. That's what they. That's the nickname they gave him. Remember when Zach Wilson connected with Neil Pau at Utah the last game yeah. of the 2018 season? A beautiful play. Oh, just in, just a, uh, a corner round. Into the it's going to be exciting oh, to see man. those guys uh, work together again. Okay. This is from Monday's practice. Jaron Hall, we got to get the other quarterback in there, right? Give him some love. And my most underappreciated offensive star, Dax Milne. What do we have? Oh, dude. another deep ball. Look at that spiral. Dax oh, Milne. Beautiful. Rash assumption, Jerem. Dax Milne is the best receiver at creating separation on the BYU team. Uh, rash assumption, Dax Milne will lead the team in TD catches, Woo. even over Matt Bushman. What are you going to say about Jaron since you said something about Baylor and Zach? Well, we, we know that Jaron's uh, an amazing athlete. Jaron is the most athletic quarterback. Ah, uh, that's not rash. In the quarterback. That's not rash at all. We know that already. Come on, man. Yeah. I got, I, look, I went to margin hooks. I, I exasperated all of my rashness when I said that. No, you didn't. You have so much more rashness left. Coming up, the longest Frisbee throw I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. It involves somebody that I think BYU fans will like. Plus, too high or too low? BYU's chances against Troy. You agree with the number? We'll tell you what it is next with BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation continues with the same daily reminder we give you every day we do this show. And that is, the show is available anytime you want and on demand, whether you choose the BYU TV or the BYU radio app. You can download the podcast by Googling BYU Sports Nation podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. I did that in a different order, just to mix it up. Thank you for like changing move, something. Like moving the furniture every six months. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, we've got four and a half minutes left in show and go, much party. to discuss, beginning with too high, too low, or just right. Brought to you by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Okay. The following are ESPN Football Power Index projections for the games on the 2020 BYU schedule. Some of them, I should say. Starting with this, Jeremy. At Navy, BYU is given a 27.7% chance of winning the game in Annapolis. Uh, too high, too low, just right. Way too low. I think this should be in the 40s. Listen, Navy, home game, really good team last year, top 25, postseason AP poll kind of team. Lost the quarterback around for 2,000 yards. Navy's good. Navy is better on paper than BYU. But I think BYU feels like they have something to prove. I think BYU feels like they should have been a 9- or 10-win team last year and were not. And we will see if BYU can do that. I expect BYU to compete well and perhaps win the game. I, I think it's going to be a good matchup with Navy. I think it's too low, Jerem, because BYU typically plays well in season openers. I don't because think that, that, that will change. Because that team isn't that good, typically. And I think Navy's pretty good. I think this is a toss-up game, but because Navy's at home, they're probably like a three-point favorite. Yeah. So I think it should be somewhere around 40 or 45% chance for BYU to win that game. Amen. Okay, next up, 75% chance to win versus Troy. Too high, too low, or just right? I think that's 
a little bit too low. I'd say, you know, they played the game 10 times. BYU wins eight of those, so I put it up closer to 80%. Yeah, Troy winning it's, two. It's in Provo. Yeah, yeah. May, maybe that's too generous to I, Troy, I right? think that's too generous. I would say nine out of ten. This is my group of five anxiety for the last three <laughs> yes. years coming through the airwaves. Your G5A. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. G5A is high on this one. It's... G5A ranking, index ranking is high. <laughs> I, I think this is just right. I think that's a fair thing against Troy. In, in fact, it might even be too low. Uh, I think BYU at home defends home turf and, and should take care of it. Their home opener. The home opener. With how many fans? We have no idea. Yeah. All right. BYU at home is given a 46.4% chance to beat Houston. They are a home underdog yeah. to Houston. Too high, too low, or just right? Just right. Houston went 4-8. and eight. They have a lot of Power 5 guys that transferred and redshirted. They had some guys leave. This will be a better Houston team, as we chronicled uh, yesterday and today. You think this is the toughest game on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, it's probably the second toughest, but, yeah, I, I think this is a kind of 50-50 game. I, I, Alema Harrington would appreciate it. Okay, yeah, best best opponent, I think, that BYU will face all season, and maybe that uh, is disrespectful sorts to, to Navy, but, I, man, Malcolm Perry was so unbelievable for Navy at quarterback. Yeah, he was incredible. Them losing him, I, I just don't know that their offense is going to be anything close to what it was. With it's him. hard to know that the backup is actually equal to or better right now. We won't know for right. a year. And right now, last right now year's, it's like, well, there's going to be a drop initially. Third string quarterback at Navy right now from last year is in line to be the starter. What so, happened to the second string? Jeez. I don't know. Uh, Houston, again, that's a toss up game for me because BYU is at home. I like BYU's chances. So I'd say BYU is like a one or two point favorite at home against Houston. Yeah. Similar to Navy. Would you know the uh, CBS Sports rankings have Navy at 31 and Houston at 35? Very similar uh, programs. AAC, baby. Let's join it. Or let's AAC. Just, let's just go there. Let's go. Our question of the day. <laughs> What's the chance BYU football goes 5-0 and against the five teams currently on the schedule? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at G. Hansen on Twitter. 50-50, the option could be an issue the first two weeks of the season, and Houston is probably the next toughest game on the schedule as of now, but it's in Provo, so that should help. Yeah, those X amount of fans will be interesting. Um, okay, today's rising shout-out. The longest Frisbee throw I've ever seen in my life. This is from Cosmo. He's in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. He's up high on the east side. He throws the Frisbee, okay? Frisbee, boom. It goes all the way to the other side of the field. What in the world? I, I mean, that has got to be, like... An 80-yard throw, 60-yard throw or something? Obviously, oh! And the backflip on the catch! Oh, my gosh. Now, if Mitch Matthews had done that in the end zone of Nebraska, that would have been even more elite. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, Gunnar Romney. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time, bro. You can't do a backflip again. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout-out to Larry Moore. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs!